What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. Do you know what I'm talking about? It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Just a whole lot of hootin' and hollering here in studio, and only if you are a rowdy member of the uh, class, not the teacher. Teacher's not allowed to talk in this class, because we like it when the inmates run the asylum. Anyway, joining us now is Felix Alvarado. He is the head honcho of the Straight A Academy located in Bedford. Innovation in Education is their raison d'etre. They will find a way to do what needs to be done to help your student succeed on those standardized tests, whatever they may be, or get the help they need in that uh, subject area they're struggling in. Perhaps, uh, well, they're not sure what they should do about post-secondary education, what college to pick, what kind of college, where to go. They, believe it or not, can actually help you figure that out. And then, of course, there is the whole private tutelage aspect of things. What's that? Well, you can learn more at straighta.com. That's straighta.com. Felix, good morning and welcome back. Good morning, fellow inmate. <laughs> oh, no, you are, you are the master. I am but the student, which means I'm in charge. Anyway, so we started a conversation last week about, uh, was it standardized assessments or assessments in general? I was trying to recall that. I think we were talking way. primarily standardized testing, yes. like the SAT and the ACT in particular, as they're being used by the state and, and That's right. measuring yes, sticks. Yes. And, um, you know, the, whether or not we should have it as a state mandate is, is, a, is one discussion. But once it's there, you know, the other discussion is what can we do to help the kids right. to get ready for it? And so that's why... Straight Academy is in its second pilot year mm-hmm. working with kids at West and Goffstown and, and a few other schools around the state and, and a couple outside the state <clears throat> Excuse me, to, um, uh, to work with teachers and support them with materials in the classroom to, to help them uh, couch questions in their regular classes the way they show up on the SAT. Is this to teaching to the test? It is not any way teaching to the test. It is getting them used to how the test will ask the questions, but the teachers still teach their material in the classroom. Now, I have a question for you because last year was your first year uh, sort of trying to help schools mm-hmm. uh, that in this state that have to take the standardized uh, – the SAT as the standardized test right. in their junior year. You mentioned West and Goffstown. Do you have any data on uh, how the the kids tested in the aggregate mm-hmm. – the year you helped them versus how they tested in the aggregate the year or years before you and your team helped them. Yes. Well, the, the data that we have is a little scant because it was just one year and, and it's always difficult to read, you know, because one junior class performs differently than another junior class. Yeah, I know, but be, you have to have some be, basis of comparison. There's going to be some, devi- you know, standard deviation between the yeah. two classes, but uh, based on the numbers at Goffstown, uh, having a junior class that typically scored, um, I forget how many per- percentage points lower than the preceding class, we were able to get the junior class to score even with the preceding class. So in other words, there was a marked, there was a measurable bump in that junior class. So you're saying score. that as sophomores, those kids scored worse <clears throat> than the prior junior class. I'm, I'm trying to figure out right. what you so, just told me. So all of, all of the testing 
going you know back to fourth grade, eighth grade, and 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 so forth. Uh, the junior class that I worked with had always scored markedly lower than the previous class. What's markedly? Is that ten percent, twenty percent? This this is something that uh, I'm still trying to get uh, Goffstown to share with us, and and okay. so that we can give a, a more accurate interpretation of so it. The upshot is Goffstown's but, happy because but, they didn't think the kids is, were going to score right. on par with the prior class. Exactly, and, and they okay. actually equaled the prior class, which was a good thing. So they're happy. They invited us back, and and we're working with them and. And, uh, and honestly, West? West, we still don't have the numbers. I mean, that's one of the one of the frustrations is you contact. Uh, well, I don't want to. Well, uh, hell, I think I might. I think yeah. I might have seen that come through an agenda. When did the When were the scores released? Um, ah, they should have been released this summer. I, I think there was summer. a report on the SAT uh, scores for, uh, for the city at the. Uh, curriculum and instruction committee i don't remember if they were broken out by school but while you're talking I'm they're gonna probably look. available now right now but but it's something that uh at our last meeting with uh principal dechard he didn't have the numbers yet to compare so that we could do a hard numbers comparison but again the point is that we we're early on we're doing a second year to um we're doing a second year of of training and and developing the pilot with feedback from the administrators and the teachers and the students and trying to develop trying to develop something um extremely effective and and we're looking forward to being able to have better numbers more hard data that we can point to for next year. Gotcha. Okay, cool. <clears throat> so, where do you want to take this conversation now? Because um well, I'm curious to know. Well, <clears throat> if, if I recall correctly, it was sort of last last week was the introduction to a discussion that you wanted to have on the general topic, right? And well, I don't want to step on your toes. No, no, we, that's we were talking about. That. I did want to get into. I did want to mention what we're doing with a couple of schools in the area okay. and and how uh, we are developing that pilot in cooperation with school officials. And we're we're you know we're really excited about the potential results. We know. Listen, you have to understand. We did only six brief sessions with the students mm-hmm. and we were able to have that measurable impact on their score. Mm-hmm. And so now what we're doing is we're starting to trickle out information earlier, like starting now we're sending uh, lessons for teachers to be able to use in the classroom. Again, they correspond with the material that they're, that they're using for instruction. Uh, but we're going to trickle it out throughout the whole year. And we're going to follow up in the winter with training, with uh, eight hard weeks of training leading up to the test, and we are really excited to be able to get some some hard data on, you know, we're going to move the entire school measurably uh, at least fifty points. That's that's the boast or that's the uh, bravado that we that we're uh, putting out there. Anyway, we we really believe that we can um, move the entire school at least fifty points. Now. Um... <clears throat> 50 points. So the school must have an average. What percentage increase is 50 points on that average? Well, given the way that uh, the standardized tests are scored, it's it's tough to call by percentage. Okay. <clears throat> you know, most people think in terms of percentage, but well, they I, don't score it as a percentage, for example. Well, um, I, I know that. But if, mm-hmm. you know, if the average score in English is 500 and the average score in math is 500 and your, you know, your goal is to move it by 
50 so, points, that means it goes to 550. Or 25 in each area, or tw- minimum. Okay. So you're looking mm-hmm. at like five. So in that case, you'd be looking at a 10% improvement in the scores overall or roughly 5% math and 5% in English, right? That's one way to look at it, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I'm trying to look at it. But, so people but, can – see, here's yeah. the thing. Let as me, far let, as the test is concerned, though, 10% me, doesn't really make sense to, to that test. But go ahead. Yeah, but, you know, here's the problem with this. And I got to tell you something. I, I – I know you're a busy guy, but I'm probably going to send you a link to a meeting that we just had, curriculum instruction, mm-hmm. that um, I had the opportunity to chair because uh, uh, our, <clears throat> our regular chairman, Deborah Langton, was away on a science and nature trip with her uh, sixth grade science class. Um, you know, you people in the testing world make me mental. I, I'm just <laughs> going to throw it out there because you ask a question – And you get all of these, what I would call conditioned answers that are designed to prepare you for the fact that the results aren't going to show what they're saying, what they're building up to is the reason. And I just went through this with uh, one of the uh, most awful presentations that I've sat through. It was was tedious. It was – I'm not putting people – I understand they were trying to get information out there. But you ask a question and you'd get the, well, you have to understand. Well, you have to understand. Why can't you people who work in this testing world just speak in language that we who don't work in the testing world can understand that's simple and clear without all of the, well, 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 that in my opinion is designed to, is designed to uh, dampen the expectations or otherwise uh, explain away why the test results aren't what we were being led to believe they were going to be once we did all this wonderful stuff that they told us we should do. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I don't I don't disagree with you in terms of, of how the tests are scored because it is confusing and it's frustrating for me to try to relate to parents, you know, what right. the difference means. But here's the thing, back to my example, right? <clears throat> You gave me. You said to me, "Well, you know, yeah, it doesn't really make sense to do it that way based on how those tests are scored." Well, mm-hmm. I'm a simple guy. Mm-hmm. If the average, you know, if the <clears throat> average is 500 in math and 500 in English for a thousand overall test score, and you're telling me you're going to go up 50 percent, you're telling me that your 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 goal is to increase the overall scores by 5% because that's the basic math. I can grab when you say 50 points, 50 points doesn't mean anything to me because 50 points is a non measurable quantity, but 5% is quantity. In this case. So we're saying, so yeah, and that that is what you're saying. Those numbers you're throwing out there are pretty accurate. So, so we're talking about roughly a 10% increase, but here's part of the frustration that I know you feel. and, And I feel as well when I'm trying to explain to parents um, when it comes, for example, to the PSAT test, uh, mm-hmm. that is used for national scholarship, uh, national merit scholarship uh, qualification. Yeah, you know right? how I found that out? I found that out from a press release from Goffstown because it has a semifinalist in the uh, in the in the mix and two commendable students or whatever they called it. Right, right. So, so it's used for national merit scholarship status uh, qualification, and I've worked with some students in the past who uh, who then ended up becoming national merit scholars, mm-hmm. and and they reached. Now, now here's the difference. They have – the way the average person would think about it was you make the 98th percentile, you're in, mm-hmm. right? Wow. If you make it into the 98th percentile of all students in New Hampshire, you should qualify, right? Right. Well, that's not the way it works because of the way, the way they score it in their proprietary uh, system. I had a student who, who scored recently, just last year, who scored in the 98th percentile after, you know, we, we trained, we were excited, we got the results back. I'm like, 
I'm sure you're going to qualify. And as in the 98th percentile, he still didn't qualify because of the way they measured by and and by the time I called PSAT uh, to explain this to me, I called the uh, I called him. I said, "Could you please explain how my student does not qualify?" And by the time they finished explaining it to me, my ears were bleeding, and I was ready to. <laughs> I was just like, "Come on!" This your is, ears were bleeding. Your eyeballs, were, your hair was on you, fire. You're all, and yeah. so, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, you know the way they the way they measure and decide that you know it's it's pretty frustrating because, like I said. A, I would like to give you straight up, but here's what happens when I tell you straight in, in language that you're going to understand, then it's not exactly true, and then I'm going to be called a liar later because, look, it, here's my student who scored 90th percentile, but he didn't qualify. All right. I, okay. I, I, I get that. But what you're, what you're <clears throat> really saying to me then is that the whole, the, the whole um, uh, standardized assessment thing is a confusing racket that's designed to get people to take more tests. We're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. We'll let Felix answer that when we come back from the break. Stay with us.